You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White, and today I'm talking about building your coaching business, Burnout in Health Professionals with Demi Mersinia. And this is one in a series of episodes about coaching graduates who are building up successful health and wellness coaching businesses using their strengths and doing it in their way. I hope you really enjoy this interview. Hey Demi, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Lovely to see you. Thanks uh, very much, uh, Melanie, and um, uh, nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, you've got a great story to tell, and I'm really excited to ask you some questions, but you do have a bit of a bio that you've sent me, and I'd love to talk through that as some background so people know a bit about you. And I know that you've been a clinician for over 25 years, working as a dentist, and more recently as a health and wellness coach, wellbeing strategist. And you've had a lot of experience through your life in various settings, corporate, dentistry, neuroscience, working with the European Union as a neuroscientist in a lab in London, traveling as a medic, working in public and private sectors. And you've worked in three different countries. And I know that you have a talent for seeing what's really going on behind the issue that somebody presents and then taking them through a precise series of steps in your clinic in Sydney. And I'd love to know a little bit more about your background before we start. I've just given that brief overview, but it'd be great if you can tell us a bit about your story. Um, yeah, sure. Um, um, so um, I've had um, uh, quite a few um, experiences in, in different fields. Um, it all started... Um, um, I suppose, um, since um, um, uh, I, I lost my dad when I was uh, at the age of nine, um, and it was, um, I found out later on uh, that it was due to a doctor's mistake. Um, and um, that really prompted me just to find out a little bit more about it. And um, I always wanted to be in the medical field uh, just to find out what happened. And so it doesn't happen to other kids, for example, uh, mm. losing their parents. Um, so that's what the, um, the, the medical um, journey be- began. Um, and it took me like through to different, um, <laughs> to different areas and different stories, uh, depending on where I was or what I could do um, and with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, my mom, for example, never wanted me to become a doctor or a dentist. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, so as a, as a Greek girl, uh, you know, I, it would be better to do something else. <laughs> um, yeah. So I did something else as well. Um, um, and uh, so I did my economics degree, my um, uh, social uh, economic and social policy degree um, mm-hmm. in London. Um, and then that took me uh, to, um, to other places that I may not have thought about. That was only just to, um, to gain enough. Um, funds so I could actually do uh, what I wanted to do Um, so yes I wasn't it wasn't my thing but um, being me I just wanted to do everything 100% so I became really good at it Um, Mm -hmm. it took me to places that actually you know gave me a lot of experience and Mm -hmm. created like a lot of skills for me Um, so um, you know in the European Union in multinationals in completely different fields and um, I could actually use those skills in, um, you know, setting up a business, for example, um, mm. and creating like relationships with people. 
um, and um, marketing and things like that, you know, later on, like about um, 10 years ago when I set up my private practice, for example. So uh, I don't regret it. Um, and it, it, each one of it, of my jobs, like either like working in a pizza place or working in a in a bank or working in, um, you know, cleaning houses, for example, as a student, you know, they all gave me um, certain skills that I'm using today. I'm so glad you mentioned that because a lot of people come into coaching and they say, oh, I've never done any coaching before and I haven't been a health professional and it is so true that you have transferable skills from all of your past experiences. And it sounds like you've had a lot of different things in your past that have brought you to where you are today. Yeah. And um, one of the things that helped me because I didn't know what I was doing when I went, when I started this coaching um, uh, journey, um, mm. you know, um, quite a few years later is um, one of the things that um, one of my mentors actually told me um, when I was, uh, I had started the uh, journey with ICF, for example, mm -hmm. um, she said, uh, map out uh, your whole life. So put each major event, then put um, each happy event, then put every difficulty. And it, it takes you a while, but then she said, okay, look what you've done. Look mm -hmm. what you've, um, what you've, uh, your challenging times and how you overcame them that is your niche this is what you, how you're going to help and that's really helped me um uh, when i did that map of my whole life um and I, I still have things to to put in um but um it's like okay i've been through this i've been through the depression i've been through burnout um mm -hmm. i've been through some really really hardships um how can i turn this into helping others to overcome them and mm -hmm. Then the next question would be, um, and I've had this question in my mind like a lot of uh, a lot of times. Is like, why would they listen to me? Everybody, there's so many people talking about grief. There's so many people talking about depression, about burnout and stress. You know, why would they listen to me? Mm. But I think each one of us tells their story in in their own way, and yeah. it's something that and not um, everything you say will. Um, attract everyone um, but it will attract those people that actually can relate to you um, uh, with a similar story so storytelling um, and bringing your experiences using them as opportunities to help others I think that's that's what helps thanks for that explanation Demi it's great to hear someone talking about that because everyone does get worried about or other people are doing this or they're doing it better or am I qualified enough? And you've just really expressed really well how we all have our own unique story and experience that looks at things slightly differently. And we're also all very different people, you know, that when you're choosing somebody to work with, you tend to choose someone with similar values and similar stage of life or age. You know, you're looking for those things that are in common. And so it doesn't matter how qualified someone is, they may not be so-called qualified, they may not be the right person for you. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And I get this quite a lot, um, you know, when I started this journey, um, um, especially like as a dentist. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, I, I had started like the coaching as part of a business course. 
mm. that I was doing when I was um, opening up my practice, for example. And um, because I, um, I'm a very good clinician, but running a business while being a clinician was a completely different story. So um, I was always looking like to upskill and just to, um, to make things better. So um, I did the coaching course. Um, it was for me uh, because, you know, you need to, in order to grow your business, you need to grow yourself first, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, but that, what, what led from that was um, I kept, I started asking better questions to my patients mm. and um now dentistry and medicine are always are just like um it's about building rapport and relationships with people with no yeah. attachment but with empathy okay and showing that you're understanding the worries right so what makes them tick so i love hearing the stories so people a lot of people may not um realize that um when somebody goes to the dentist they they actually can download quite a lot of stuff so mm -hmm. we're wearing quite a lot of hats. Even with all the tools in their mouth. Oh, well, no, before that. <laughs> <laughs> before that. But um, so, um, uh, for example, somebody comes up with, um, with a, a, a feeling that keeps breaking or a tooth that keeps breaking. Like they've been to so many other, you know, dentists and this keeps breaking. You know, what, why is this happening? So, um, so you, you start asking, like, I, I like start asking like different questions. Mm. So, yes, I can fix that tooth. I can fix that. But let's find out why this is happening. So something like that can happen. Either is structural mm. that has not been attended to, like your jaws misaligning or, um, you know, the, the bite is not right. Or it could be some kind of parafunction, like when you're under stress, for example, you start mm. grinding and clenching. That's a natural reflex of the body. So when you start asking them, okay, how is work going? You know, how are things at home? Um, you know, what are you working on at the moment? And, you know, all these stories come up and then you realize you understand the person. So you can say to them, look, you know, I can fix that, but maybe we can integrate something else. We have like other chats, different kind of chats. So I integrated little modules mm -hmm. into the treatment plans. Um, so, um, I mean, all dentists are kind of coaches, you know, we coach you how to brush your teeth and floss your teeth and, you know, how to eat, you know, uh, nutrition kind of thing. But um, the and other things like um, stress, for example, um, the consequences of it can become more evident in the mouth and mm -hmm. um, that can actually affect your general health. So um, stress, nutrition, um, time management, things like that it's it's all part of parcel of lack of lifestyle habits so mm. my treatment plans usually incorporate yes i can do the mechanics for you but then we do some we talk about some lifestyle medicine as well yeah. um, so this is how I incorporated like the coaching <clears throat> or the advising or the mentoring for them mm. um, through you know through um uh, through dentistry it sounds like you're using a combination of things. I'm hearing that there's a bit of education and some mentoring, but also coaching where you're just asking the questions and getting them to come up with their own solutions as well, once they have knowledge. Yeah, because you, you can um, find out, you know, with a questioning, you can find out, first of all, um, you know, where they're at and what they know about, uh, mm. you know, how much aware they are. Then mm. those questions will make them aware of what is going on and then you can start like helping them giving some education but also helping them giving them the tools 
mm-hmm. uh, to empower them to sustain, you know, and maintain the outcome, like being in the mouth or being in the in the in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, Demi. And as a as a health professional who's also a coach, what are some of the things that you've had to navigate? in becoming a coach because they're two very different ways of working like for example your industry bodies or just your general approach to practice what what have you had to navigate um yeah when when i it all started i was not even thinking about all those things um because everything was just like a conversation and um uh so um you know, being like through the practice, being through like COVID and chatting to other health professionals that, you know, that opened up another, um, uh, uh, you know, avenue and platform for really different kind of coaching. Um, and um, it's uh, when I started doing like, for example, the Passion to Profit, which was your program, right? Yeah. Um, that things started getting like into a, a bit more um, structure. Um, not as recipes, but putting like the ideas together uh, that would make sense. And then when as you start that, you start thinking like, okay, I am doing this. Can I do this? Am I supposed to do this? Um, so other other things come into play. For example, as a health professional, we all um, um, as health professionals, we are all um, registered with APRA, which is a governing mm-hmm. body. And their main uh, thing is to um, uh, keep the, the, the public safe, okay, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. Um, so um, there are a lot of like regulations, um, like for example, being um, a, a dentist, you, you're not, sup- not supposed to, but um, it's um, in order to put something online that you are a coach, you need mm-hmm. to prove that you've got the right qualifications. Right. Even though, um, um, you know, if, even if you just want to become a coach and nothing else, you mm-hmm. still because you're registered with the governing body, you're still liable to what, whatever you say, you're still liable with them. Um, with them. Um, mm-hmm. So there are certain things that um, you need to do a little bit of homework mm-hmm. um, uh, just to see what you can say, what you can do. Um, mm-hmm. If you can run videos, for example, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, showing your face or, um, uh, you know, for example, um, if you're trying to set up something on marketing or your funnels kind of thing, yeah. um, there are certain things that you cannot do in Facebook. Right. Um, so you can't have reviews, you can't have testimonials, um, mm. you can't show your face. Mm. Um, so you can have like an educational page in Facebook, for example, but you cannot do Facebook lives. Um, and it's very difficult, like from a business kind of view and to build up the credibility so the credibility is mostly um you can do it like mostly like through writing content um wow. you know in a safe way yeah. um and um, um um yeah and there 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 are certain things so basically just do your homework you know whatever uh, platform of health professional you are mm, i've heard different stories from dietitians and exercise physiologists about this and i'm hearing slightly different angles on what you've just described. So it makes sense that everyone would be unique and treated differently and would need to do that research themselves. Mm. And, and so Demi, you're working in the area of stress and burnout. Tell us when you launched your practice and how that's going. Um, okay, so um, with, um, 
um, uh, specifically about the um, the coaching uh, platform mm -hmm. yeah. um, is um, yes, I had been doing a little bit, you know, through my patients kind of thing, which it cannot be. It was it was not called like coaching. It was just like more mentoring and advising yeah. and educating and consulting. But mm -hmm. um, then um, during COVID, um, and um, and I really loved doing this coaching kind of thing it's just basically the conversation with somebody yeah. and you know throwing ideas i mean that's that's how i see it and that's that's how i i, I like to to progress that but then um uh, during covid um when i started working like um you know when it hit in 2020 mm -hmm. um i started working in the um um you know i was working in the covid world um mm -hmm. then i had uh, some very stressed out um you know patients coming into my practice uh, mm -hmm. for treatment so we had like different kind of conversations so um the the different conversations started with the healthcare professionals for example mm -hmm. um which was all about stress and burnout now in all crisis um people look for a pillar um, yeah. for a strong pillar and this is what the doctors and other health professionals are supposed to be so mm -hmm. we are supposed to be the strong ones for everybody else right. and we don't usually express our stresses and uh -huh. how we're feeling inside um so mm -hmm. um but this was starting like to come out quite clearly mm -hmm. and um there there are a lot of statistics that you know people can look up um uh, that the suicide rates um of health professionals especially dentists uh, went up by 11 percent in 2020 wow. yeah um and i lost quite a few colleagues through that um so those conversations like maybe in the corridors or maybe you know um, um elsewhere in the hospital um became like more like of you know personal calls mm. and then they became like um, a zoom we started zooming um each other yeah. Uh, with each other and then you know in order like to support really um and that's really turned into like a, a coaching program that i was inviting them to wow. and it was back in in so much infancy <laughs> infancy um at that time um so i was like okay can we do something like more regular with certain mm -hmm. questions having like an agenda because you know um we we think a little bit differently yeah. um we like you know checklist and we like like processes yes. and systems so yes. um and that's how it all started so it was just like the coaching program for momentum and support mm -hmm. um and um i mean this path really you know expanded um with my colleagues you know from my own experiences like in health and in business and my personal journey because i went through burnout yeah. really badly Mm -hmm. that manifested in you know me being in hospital and having major operations yeah. um but i it was it was easier for me to talk to them uh because i was sort of like speaking the language i suppose right so you had that in common and you started out supporting them as you said being the, the pillar of strength but who does the pillar of strength turn to and it sounds like you were somebody that knew them and understood what they were going through and they trusted you. They saw you as a peer and someone that could help. And your business has evolved from that place during COVID. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, and it was all like, um, as I said, like it was just like casual chats and maybe like uh, phone calls and stuff. And it was all like complimentary. Um, uh, but it, it was just like me like giving back 
it was mm -hmm. it was helping me as well unload <laughs> with the kind of questions that I was asking. Um, um, also, you know, I was giving like little um, telehealth kind of thing to my patients. So, you know, every two days, you know, we would all like log in um, into Zoom and just say like, okay, how are you getting on? How's your days? Especially with the elderly kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, so, um, and sometimes like, it, it's not just like um, the stress may not be that visible. Mm -hmm. um, it may be something like subtle that something says. Um, or, you know, I haven't gone out today, or I didn't pick up the phone today. So it's what I call the invisible stress. And that's what was worrying me and my colleagues mostly at that time. So that's what I concentrated on. Just having those chats <clears throat> and evolving from that. It's sounding like what you've done in terms of marketing, if you could call it that, was to reach out to your network from a compassionate perspective just truly wanting to help people through a difficult time. And that has resulted in you developing your coaching program through the experience of working with those people and then transitioning into having paid clients from that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and as I said, everything just started. I, 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 I wasn't like, uh, I was like, oh, okay, how do I do a coaching program? How do I, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, structure everything? And it was... Um, and that came with the, you know, passion to profit um, that started like putting, um, um, you know, things into a bit more structure. It's like, oh, okay, well, I can actually make, um, you know, I I'm spending so much time on it, yeah. um, so I can put a price on it too. And people were not even asking for the price at, the po at that point yeah. because um, it's something that it was really needed. Mm. Um, and those chats really helped. So that's why it was much easier for me just to, you know, it's like, okay, we can do like through eight weeks, we can do three, like 12 weeks. Um, and this is my, um, you know, remuneration for it. No problem. <laughs> you know, nice. because at the end of it, you know, you, you, you know, you, you try to find out the why we talk about the values and the why. Mm. Um, and people were ready at that point, like to walk away from the, from the jobs. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, can we really just expand this? Um, you know, why do you want to do that? What would happen if you didn't do it? What would happen if you did do it? Motivational interviewing. Would... Sorry? <laughs> Motivational interviewing, the old decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's right, yeah. Um, so I was putting like into play, you know, the things, the skills that I was learning yeah, <laughs> and yeah. through the program. Um, and... Um, you know, once you start realizing, okay, if there was something that, you know, through those chats, it would help you reach that. Mm. Okay. Would you be okay with it? And yet there, there was, so there is a way, I think it's the way that you talk to people yeah, and show them their why. Mm. Um, and that's the internal motivation. I cannot motivate them to do something. Um, uh, it's just like, it has to come from them, but it's just like, um, talking and building the relationships with them first mm. um, to see like, okay, this can work. And I just need to reach out because no one can do it by themselves. I couldn't do it by, on my own. Mm. Um, and it's just like by um, having somebody there that who knows what you're going through. Wow, that's so powerful, Demi. It's such an amazing story. And knowing you from the course, I know what a generous person you are 
And I'm seeing that you've leveraged that strength to help people from a place of truly wanting to help people. And I have heard you say nothing about what if it doesn't work? What if people don't like me? What if they won't pay? I'm not hearing any of those fears in your voice. Um, the fears are always there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I still have, you know, I've, I've had quite a lot of my, you know, my fears, my limiting beliefs, the imposter syndrome. Uh, I mean, that still goes, you know, at some point. Um, but um, unless you do some, if you're really, um, um, it depends where, where your motivation comes from. And if it's something that um, you you know you you may know you know that I've I've, I've gone through some adventures you know especially health adventures myself uh, through burnout, um, and um, you know the latest one just like changed my perception um, completely. That mm -hmm. time is very limited, um, and if you don't do something, if you keep working like oh I, I can't start until I've got all my systems right, I can't start until I have all my PDFs and all my files ready. Um, it's it's very difficult nothing is ever perfect nothing is ever 100 percent mm -hmm. and all that time that you are um fearing to start somebody else is missing out of your help yes even like one simple word one little tip that i can take from you that can help them like you know not to take their own lives not to um you know just to look their families better just to change the perception I think it's major and just because you're fearing you have your own insecurities which yeah. Yeah, these do not go away I don't think they do um and um you know I still like why would they listen to me you know I'm just a dentist why would they listen to me you know giving them like mindset and values and talking to them about motivation why um but unless you try and i mean it's not for everyone of course mm -hmm. um um and it's but it's just like keep having the conversations um nothing has to be perfect but you mm -hmm. know ev but everything in life is a journey and you will not know until you start really well said and and why would they listen to me and i'm thinking yes but you're listening to them <laughs> it's funny isn't it though the way we talk about it, I remember when I was coaching, I was terrified of all of those things when I first started. And then one day I went, oh, this is all about me. As long as I get focused on these limiting beliefs, on this imposter syndrome, on this, am I good enough? Have I got enough qualifications? As long as I'm thinking about that, I can't show up for my client. I can't be present. And I'm thinking about myself and not them. And I think something I'm hearing in what you're saying in your story is that your true desire to help people and your compassion for other people and your curiosity about them has kind of pulled you away from obviously you've done other work on limiting beliefs and those sorts of things and probably had your own coaching but I'm hearing that your desire to truly help people has kind of pulled you past some of those things um yes um Yes, it is. And it's just, um, um, it, it's, it, it has to come from, from you. And if you're really, um, and, and it is like doing the work on yourself first uh, yeah. to find out your why. Um, it, it can be, you can see like a lot of coaches like making like millions and having like all those things. And, you know, you don't, I, I didn't start 
for doing for, for, for doing this. Although I was like thinking of other avenues of how to transition out of my clinical work, you know, when when the time comes in a few years time. Yeah. But um, but it's something that I really truly enjoy and I'm really curious and I'm really interested in. Mm. And that's what um, I think that's that's the first step. Um, um, just to become aware of what you you want to do, what your purpose is. Your purpose may change all the time. Mm. Uh, not all the time, but it, it can change. Your values will change yeah. um, as you're ex you have like different experiences. But for now, at that moment, if you feel that you need to do this, you just do it. And um, if you do it just as a job, as a business, um, just to start another business, um, um, it, it will translate. The, the, the client will, will actually pick it up. Mm -hmm. um and it may say like okay maybe they are not they don't come across like us so sure or they do not know they might not know what they're talking about do they really know what i'm going through yeah. um so um yeah you just have to pick you know obviously you know stick to what you know what you've been through and do it really really well with mm -hmm. you know coming from the heart yeah, it's something that you want to get out of bed for, not that just looks good on paper. Oh, I've got these skills, so I should be able to do that. But something that you're truly all in for, 100% invested in, passionate about. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Demi, thanks so much for talking with me today. I hope that everyone listening to this has gotten some real nuggets out of what you've said. And I love the way you've described your journey. It, it sounds very seamless and I'm sure there was a lot going on behind the scenes for you as you went over these past few years developing your coaching business on the side from initially some chats through into a paid offering for those clients. But I'm really excited to see where you go next. So thanks very much for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you, Melanie. Thanks. See you.